Welcome to The Retirement Gym. This is the podcast series that aims to help you make good retirement decisions in the run-up to retirement and to help you spend your money successfully through retirement. My name is Roy Thompson. I head up MHA Carpenter Box Wealth Management. We're a firm of independent financial advisors and a lot of the work that we do is around planning for retirement. Largely, of course, our work involves finance, but I'm very aware that a successful retirement is more than simply having lots of money. It is knowing what you want to do, how to spend your time, who you spend it with, and of course, having the finances to support that. What is often not discussed is the balance of getting those aspects right, getting them to come together uh, in the right way. And with this in mind, on the podcast today, I've got Caroline Clark, a psychotherapist from Brighton. Caroline is used to dealing with a range of issues for individuals, but a more common approach is from people who are newly retired and they're looking support around the emotional impact of retirement and the changes that this brings. So Caroline, thank you very much for for joining us this afternoon. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Roy. Yes, fighting fit despite lockdown. Yeah, but uh, it's certainly strange times we're living in just at the moment. And I would guess... um, you know, that's a, an imp- is much being spoken about as an implication on people's uh, mental well-being or emotional well-being um, just at the moment, which is a concern, obviously. And uh, I'd expect a lot of listeners out there hoping for uh, a change in the environment that will allow us to return to normal in some way. Yeah, put an end to the uncertainty. Yeah. So, so Caroline, you uh, uh, the reason for getting you on the podcast is you deal with individuals who, uh, a wide range of individuals, but a, a number of people you deal with are perhaps struggling to, uh, uh, to, to come to terms with the changes brought about retirement. Certainly, I see in my role as a financial advisor, uh, people in part will prepare for retirement through uh, planning from a financial perspective. But it's quite rare where they take that step further and start to plan how they spend their time, what they will do with their life and emotionally engage uh, with what retirement will look like. Um, do you want to just perhaps talk a little bit about the sorts of things that you see in your line of work? Yes, uh, yes, I will, Roy. Um, one of the main things that I see working with people who are retired is, 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 a, is a difference between what they expect from retirement before they've retired compared to the reality of retirement and usually that is because they perhaps have been focusing on the gains of not having to go to work, uh, not having to get up early, not having to commute, um, not having to engage in office politics and other tricky things, perhaps take responsibility. And so there's a focus on that. And then when the reality of retirement kicks in, the losses uh, of not working start to show themselves rather more. And for some people, that can be quite um, an adjustment to make, to to get your head around the losses and to create, carve out a new way of living for yourself. Yeah, but, uh, and I think um, you know, I think that's certainly true. I know that in the work that I do, I've got a large number of people who have perhaps reached retirement. They've almost sampled it for a year or so, uh, and then they become, um, you know, perhaps uh, all at sea, and they start to look for alternative lines of work, or they start to talk about going back to work in some way, shape, or form. So uh, I guess 
uh, you know, I think there's quite a bit of excitement, as you refer to, leading up to retirement. In, in some instances, sort of a honeymoon period, just, just after retirement. And, and then I guess maybe a little bit of a disenchantment, which you might be, you might be speaking about there. So, so, so with these sorts of people, what, what I guess I always view it that people should be thinking ahead, planning out some of these, uh, some of the actions that they can take, not just from a financial point of view, but in terms of how they can fill their day. I think they're linked, actually, yeah. if you do certain tasks, you know, quite often that will come with a financial implication and you need to make sure that you understand what that task is you want to do so you can plan for it financially. Yeah. For, for, your perspective though what would um is it too big a question to say what would a good retirement look like from a from an emotional point of view and, and your own well-being yeah from an emotional point of view perhaps a good retirement would involve some planning uh, about how you're going to fill your day um, and how you're going to be with the other important people in your life so when i say um filling your day i'm really thinking about replacing the structure that work might have given you with a new kind of personal structure so often if you imagine somebody's worked somewhere for in a career for that spanned what 40 plus years that structure to their day would have been provided and structured to their week and structured to their year would mostly be provided by working and then suddenly that disappears and we have to put our own structure in so by that I mean how we organize our day when we're going to get up when we're going to go to bed what we're going to do um, in the in the hours in between Um, and that can feel quite odd it's a new skill quite often Um, and if we've never had to sort of put our own structure in before that can be quite a challenge Um, so there is that then there is in terms of adapting to perhaps living with a spouse who may or may not have already retired and and how perhaps we organize ourselves in the home who does what um giving each other space (laughs) expecting a different level of support back at home when if i was not working yes who does what um and uh, (laughs) that can be difficult and the other often mentioned um, people who are retiring especially people who are retiring who are a little bit older and perhaps have grandchildren perhaps have adult children and grandchildren living nearby is managing the expectations of others so we might have um, adult children that think oh yippee uh, mum and dad have retired that means they can come and um, walk the dog provide free uh, childcare, mow the lawn etc um, and we might then have to, as a retiree, we might have to adjust to, okay, how much of this am I going to say yes to? And how much am I going to say no to? And also, what will happen if I say no? Will I then have to start bearing the other person's disappointment or anger, irritation? Um, and those can be quite big things to deal with. Um when we are perhaps already a bit at sea having retired so expectations of others can be quite a big hurdle to deal with and and something that often people don't think about very much um, before they retire yeah I think that's um, I don't know if it's right to say that's a modern problem but I I certainly have clients who've reached retirement um, who have perceived it in one way that they're you know spend time abroad or they spend time doing certain hobbies they might quite enjoy only to find that actually 
one one party, be it the, the, the male or the female within the group, uh, within the marriage, decides that retirement will look like helping out the wider family, I mean, you know, being a grandparent and being an active grandparent, um, you know, when that comes to a level where they're doing that on a almost daily basis, it can build resentment, I, I guess, back at home. I guess you, you may have seen that sort of thing. I've certainly seen that. Uh, and plans then change quite significantly. Yeah, and and again, it's managing those expectations. And um, uh, and one thing that therapists love, uh, therapists everywhere love, are boundaries. And what I mean by that is our own personal boundaries of this is what I will tolerate doing and this is what I will not tolerate doing. And it might be also in terms of this is what I'll tolerate in your behaviour, this is what I'll not tolerate in your behaviour. So it's about doing and bearing perhaps other people's ways of, of doing that might be different to us. Um, and um, that we we often have to set new boundaries because people think, oh, lovely, you've got lots of time now. <laughs> you can come and do things for me. Um, and we might actually think, well, hang a moat. I might be able to do some, but I'm not going to just be at your disposal. So saying no can be quite um, a, 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 a challenge when we first retire. Yeah. And, and is that something that you would be uh, a recommendation might be a strong statement, but is that something generally you would say, look, the, you know, people should be thinking about this sort of thing and actually they should be communicating their expectations of retirement to their wider family ahead of retirement? Or is that something that maybe, you know, we reach retirement and we just sort of, we just sort of, it sort of evolves. What, what would be the thought process there? Yeah, I think if we've had the chance to think about it and discuss it, um, because as you know, with any any within any partnership, there's usually a bit of negotiation. And if you've got one person that wants to, uh, one partner that would like to spend more time with grandchildren, for instance, and another partner would like to do go on holiday, then that has to be negotiated. Um, but yes, the more we've we've talked about it in advance, the less likely we are going to end up with conflict um, and um, having to backtrack perhaps and um, renegotiate something that. Um, uh, might make life rather difficult for a while. Okay, so I guess the, the, the first thing we're saying here is that actually where you can, where the retirement is planned or you know it's forthcoming, it's to start engaging with conversations about what that might look like, not just with your immediate spouse perhaps, but with the wider family as well, which I guess a lot of people wouldn't necessarily think about. I know if I think about myself, um, you know, got uh, I've got four children between myself and my wife. There's uh, the potential for quite a number of grandchildren and having some understanding about our part to play in that would be quite important is what you're saying. Yeah, I think it would. Yeah. Yeah. And even in terms of what we want to do ourselves, um, and we're thinking about the wider family there, but what we might want to spend our time doing and... um, the, the pro- one of the big problems was when people retire is that in terms of loss might be um, in terms of having had a purpose and felt very valued in what we do. Uh, we feel like we're doing a good job. People respect us. Um, we can see what we're producing. And then suddenly we go from that to not feeling particularly um, 
we haven't perhaps haven't got much direction we don't we don't feel very useful anymore and so those are kind of emotions we have to deal with which is about how we feel about ourselves rather than how we might interact with other people and that can make lead to us feeling rather depressed sometime uh, sometimes so giving ourselves space to decide what we want to do and time to adjust is also pretty important that things aren't going to happen overnight so, so my natural inclination is if someone said i was retiring tomorrow um i i broadly enjoy my work i i, I engage with it and, and and like speaking to people um and if that was taken away i would look to replace that almost straight away i you know it might be charitable work it, it might be work in the community it might be another role i, I, I guess mm. I, I have my own mind it, it, I'd like to tell you I'm too young still to, to be considering that exactly. But w- w- what you're saying there is that might be something that rather than rushing from one to another, I might want to just take stock over a period of time. That might be a more constructive way of doing that. Yeah, and perhaps to have thought in advance that there there are losses. People often talk about the loss of a work family. So um, these might be colleagues that we might have worked with for a very long time that provide us with emotional support. And suddenly we go from seeing them every day, perhaps to not seeing them at all for long periods. And if we've perhaps had a chance to think about that and... Um, adjust to it give ourselves time and think okay well I'm someone that needs to have some contact with others most of us do we are social beings um then hopefully we'll have had a chance to think about that either in advance or as as we go into retirement Uh, especially if it's a phased retirement um and we have a chance to build some a, a new structure up whilst the structure of work is winding down yeah, and that structure you reference as you know from a social perspective. Uh, I, I don't think it's the case that everyone has to go and find a new hobby, but you know how important is sort of exercise and hobbies, you know, linked to your to your own retaining your own health. How, how closely correlated are those, and how important to retirement do you think they are? Yeah, hugely so. And there, 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 there's a huge links, major links between our mental health and our physical health. And um, if if perhaps we um, our job might have involved some physical activity or cycling or walking to work, whatever, um, and then suddenly we find ourselves without that that kind of again that structure, we we have to think about what we're going to put in place. And yes, certainly keeping moving keeping a certain level of busyness um, can make a big difference and perhaps most importantly of all having good connections with other people people who care about mm-hmm. us and who we care about I did some reading in, in preparation for our conversation today and there's sort of I was firstly astounded at the number of studies there was into the notion of uh, you know from an emotional perspective around retirement that was the first thing that um, probably surprised me, even though I see it on, on a regular basis with um, perhaps people in my, you know, my own clients. Um, but actually, there's sort of various studies that show uh, sort of alcoholism and, and substance, even substance abuse in people who, who've just started retirement, which came as a real shock to me. But I guess these are people who perhaps, uh, you know, of course, it doesn't happen to everyone, but these are people who've perhaps fallen back and they've lost some of that structure that you talk about and that they look for another crux, I guess. 
yes, they might well have lost structure and they might well have lost connection with others. And um, that those are the things often that can protect us from perhaps numbing feelings through alcohol or, or whatever. Um, and uh, it, uh, yeah, the more time we have that it isn't um where we're not able to sort of say okay well I'm going to be doing exercising here I'm going to have time with others here the, the more kind of time we have where we are lonely essentially perhaps the, the more likely we are to drift into numbing that loneliness through so for example alcohol abuse so and, and again I mean you've referenced structure a couple of times here but it, it, you know all the way down to the, you know, the report the the, the the reports that I was looking at was all the way down to sort of the quantum of sleep that you have and that you know how important that is uh, and they do look at you know there's quite a lot of studies as to whether retirement is good for you and it sort of seems um you know as a kind of a 50 50 some some reports say that it is a good thing for you and your, your stress naturally goes down because you haven't perhaps got quite the same demands uh, all the way through to others who say well look from a cognitive point of view you retain uh, you know the ability or a sharper cogn cognitive mind if, if you retain in work so uh, but an undermining thing that came through from that is uh, how well planned retirement is and how how much opportunity you've had to to forecast that so I guess there's people out there who have sadly you know hit upon retirement either because their health is prohibited them from continuing work or or, or 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 just as bad you know where they've been forced to retire because of a change in employment situation what sort of things can people do where it's thrust upon them in in a very short space of time what sort of actions can they take yeah, well, if something like retirement, a big change, any big change, I suppose, in life is thrust upon us without much notice and we're not expecting it. Perhaps if I don't know, there's a health issue and we end up perhaps retiring early uh, or a company for whatever reasons is restructuring and we, we're, our job is the one that goes. Um, but yeah, th these can be a big shock and like with any change takes, takes a little bit of time to adjust. But yes, I, the, the more we can have thought about these things in in advance um and the more that perhaps we've discussed it with with a partner uh, with friends the the more of a cushion we will have in in dealing with it that we're not alone with dealing with um losses in this way and sometimes it involves a sense of shame if, if we feel like we've been rejected um, and uh, often our sense of being connected to other people can help us with that um, and sometimes we might need therapy as well that, that actually what therapy can provide is a, a neutral space um, where we can talk about our feelings um, with someone who is going to listen to us and um, and help us through things which can be a bit diff different to perhaps talking about things with our partner or, or a friend mm -hmm. yeah because it gives a different perspective uh, uh, I, I would have imagined so uh, so if we I always sort of phrase it uh, people I meet that there's kind of three you know, three elements to the, the triangle so you know you need resources to to be able to retire but that's not just financial um you know that's emotional resources um mm -hmm. it, yeah absolutely it's it's material resources um but it, it's um it's it, it's health well-being uh, and your social friendship so all of those things are, are correlate to each other uh, and, and what we might be saying here, if we were to summarise our conversation today, is the longer that you're able to plan for those and consider those, the more time you take to do that and, and involve wider family members, the more chance you've got for having a successful 
retirement. And by successful, I don't mean the most money. I mean the one that makes you the happiest and the most content, which is, of course, what retirement really gives us the opportunity to have. We work hard all our life and it's it's to reach some form of contentment uh, as we reach retirement. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. If we've had a chance to think about it and perhaps think about what retirement really means to us and to acknowledge that, yes, there are plenty of gains and there are losses that we'll need adjusting to. Um, and what, what say, for example, we might lose our sense of purpose at work, but we might gain that from you mentioned voluntary work earlier on so there might be something so we're not working for the same amount of hours but we're still retaining a sense of purpose and doing things for others um, which uh, it, mm. is, will have a, a very positive impact potentially on our emotional well-being yeah and the more we can talk mm. to partners about how mm. we're feeling often the better yeah that's really good Carol, i could speak about this sort of stuff all day i find it um i find it really interesting and um you know in my mind that the as i say the longer people have to think about this and really engage with it the more chance they've got of a successful outcome not just monetarily but um you know from an emotional perspective yeah. that's probably uh, we're probably pretty much up to time um, I've just, uh, as with all my guests so far, I've asked them three questions at the end, uh, just uh, out of interest. So uh, the first question, what's the one bit of advice that you would give to someone in a pub? Oh, in a pub? Yes. Ooh. I'm not defining how many drinks you have to have had before you have <laughs> In terms of retirement? Uh, it could be anything. Okay. Wow, you put me on the spot here, Roy. Um, I think it would be to... Um, to take care of your connections you've got with other people um that th these are the thing having good connections with others whether that's a partner or friends or family is what will help our, our mental health um mm -hmm. and um if we struggle in any way with making good connections then there is help out there and we can learn to connect better uh, never has that been more so prevalent than uh, at the moment where we're working in uh, you know very strange times and people are, are perhaps more reliant upon each other than they have been in, in recent years. I think that's something that we're all finding. Yes. So uh, what's your, what's your favourite day of the week? My favourite day of the week, I think it must be Friday right now, which is actually Friday today. Um, and I think it's that sense of anticipation of the weekend. I, I don't usually work on a Friday. I feel like, OK, I've done my work now. I really love my work, enjoy it. But it's also nice to have that. Oh, we've got three day break now. <laughs> it's funny. Most people are going Friday, Saturday or Sunday. No one said Wednesday yet. <laughs> Poor old Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then the last one, which has always seemed slightly macabre when it's written down on paper, but uh, it, what's your funeral song? Oh, my funeral song. Oh, I think it might have to be something classical. And I'm really not into classical music, but I get that that sense of, um, I don't know, that a kind of rousing kind of music. I, I would write like something that's a celebration of life, I suppose. And some of those big classical pieces, um, I think, might. Some, I'd have to. I'd have to very good think about it. But yeah, I think rather that than 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 some than a pop song, say. Yeah, you don't you don't want um, the birdie song or something no, like that. Not. <laughs> something a little bit more <laughs> profound. Caroline, thank you so much for taking the time to to come on today. That's uh, much appreciated and hopefully very useful and uh, and interesting for those listening. Uh, that's Caroline Clark, a psychotherapist based in Brighton. Uh, Caroline deals with a wide range of issues, 
not least uh, around some of the emotional consequences of retiring. Thank you so much, Caroline. Thank you, Roy. Bye-bye. If you're affected or found today's podcast of interest, there's an awful lot of literature on the internet. Uh, of course, if reading is only helping to a certain extent, it could well be, as Caroline suggested, uh, that speaking to someone who's away from the family network could be very, very helpful. If you want to explore the Retirement Gym series a little bit further, uh, there is now several episodes, uh, which can be found at www.carpenterbox.com forward slash retirement gym. Thanks for listening.